You might like to turn with me in your Bible to Jeremiah and chapter 29. And in our study of Jeremiah, Nebuchadnezzar has come in in 605 B.C. and then eight years later, 597, he came in again and he took over, became the ruler uh, and, uh, of Jerusalem and Judah uh, by his power. And he, take, he took each time uh, captives, prisoners, the best people that he could find, and those things of gold and silver, etc., and even from the temple. He took all of these things. Now, he did that. In the process, Judah and Jerusalem, the temple was there, and they were looking to, and as we shared together, the temple, he was, they were counting on that temple, uh, because the temple was the product of God's blueprint by way of Solomon, and uh, was an awesome uh, building, edifice, uh, to look at, uh, because it was all of God, all about God. But the people had forgotten and left God out of the picture, and the leadership left God out of the picture. Uh, Zedekiah, the last king we're looking at here, uh, he left all of that out. Uh, the prophets, the false prophets and the priests, uh, they, if you were looking for encouragement in Jerusalem, uh, here's all these years, eight, ten years gone by by now. And in the process, uh, leadership's just as bad, priests, the prophets, uh, Everything's not just everything, but everything isn't the same. Everything isn't the same. The, many of the people, the, the skilled people were gone. Uh, people that were like Daniel and Ezekiel were gone. Uh, so it wasn't, uh, it was the same, but it wasn't the same. But the people were the same. The people didn't change. Everything was different, but the people didn't change. And it just moved right along to where we are looking here in chapter 29. And in the process, in the process, God has laid the law down, and things are going to be what they are. By way, as far as the Jews are concerned, they are not going to change a thing. And they're going to keep thinking and doing as they've done all along without God. They adjust to each condition each change, uh, but they don't change anything. They're under the same domain and the same direction. And it's all of that continues. Now, in order to illustrate that, uh, I just happen to have a copy of it for good or bad. And uh, I'm going to read you a little thing. Uh, this is from 1923. In the 1923... And uh, in the process, uh, the uh, looking at 1923, and this is about 1923. So I was going back, if you would go back with me mentally in time, 
And if you were going to buy a house in 1923, uh, you would pay uh, the average price was $7,000 for the house. And the average income was $2,000 a year uh, back then. If you wanted a new car, uh, $295. It's hard to beat that today. The average rent was $18 a month. You could go to Harvard for $250 a year. You could go and have gasoline at 12 cents a gallon. And you could get a postage stamp at two cents. And if you wanted to do food, you can buy a, a gallon of milk for 32 cents. And uh, you could go and have a pound of bacon for 20 cents. And a dozen eggs for 12 cents. A hamburger per pound, 13 cents. And a loaf of baked bread for 9 cents. Now, ShopRite doesn't do that today. Now, those prices, uh, when I was in the Coast Guard even, I think, I, I get mixed up, I think I only got $21 a week. That's what I got paid, $21 a week, you know. And we always wanted, can I have enough to buy another T-shirt or something? Now, that, all of that is real. And all of those people had Christmases. And here we are in our day. Nothing's like that. All those things are gone. All those things have changed. But we're the same. We adjusted to it. You can't go to the state of Connecticut and tell them how you want your taxes adjusted. You can't go to the government. It's, it's all gone. Nebuchadnezzar made it all go away. But people didn't care. They adjusted to people missing, everything gone. So here we are looking, and here's Christmas. And Christmas uh, back in 1923 was one thing. Christmas in, 19, in our day is another thing. But we're the same. We adjusted to it all. We adjusted to the, the prices today and the cost of living and all of that. And we did it. Now, that's what we did. And that's what they did. They stayed the same. Everything kept changing, but they did not catch on. Uh, catch on, pay attention. The bricklayer's gone, the plumber's gone. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't pay attention. The wise men were taken that were with it. So now, here we are looking at all of that. In Daniel and Jeremiah and chapter, uh, t chapter 5, if you would. Going back to this. So Christmas and that, we stay the same, people do. Things aren't the same. There's nothing the same, but we stay the same. We just keep adjusting to the new conditions. And that's what's going to happen all the way into the tribulation. The only difference will be in the tribulation, in the middle of the tribulation like we've been looking at, it'll be very dramatic. And all the things that you thought were just steady, like the first three and a half years of the tribulation, but boom, 
Everything changes. The whole world changes. And no more. No more can they sit back and just adjust. They have to survive. Now, here's Jerusalem, here's Jeremiah chapter 5. And picking up, if I may, uh, in O verse 3, we'll get the idea. Now, what they, here they are, all these years are going by, the different kings, and, and uh, eight years have gone by, etc., ten years. Chapter 5, verse 3. O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, but they have not grieved the people. Thou hast consumed them, but they have not refused. They have, they have refused to re, to re, receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock. They have refused to to return. Now they could. All these years are going by, and they could fix it. Prices keep changing. World keeps changing. They could have. Could have caught on that things aren't no more like they used to be, and they're all gone, all gone. And just to keep that in mind, here's Israel in the beginning under Joshua and taking the land, and here's Israel today. Here's the church in the days of Antioch and and uh, and uh, Jerusalem, and here's the church today. All gone, we just keep adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. Now, so here, while you're adjusting, Jeremiah chapter 7. And what were they counting on? They were counting on the temple, as we shared. And chapter 7, picking up in thought, just verse 4, you, you know, we keep going back to it. Trust ye not in lying words, saying, The temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. We're, we're trusting the fact that the temple is God's temple, even though we've taken over, even though all the stuff is gone. We're trusting that temple, and uh, we're trusting that nothing more will happen that we can't adjust to. Now, sliding over where you're in chapter 7 to verse 11. Is this house, said God, they were trusting that temple wrongly, not God. In this house, which is called by my name, is this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, I even have seen it, saith the Lord. Sliding down to verse 14. Therefore will I do unto this house, which is called by my name, wherein you trust, and unto this place which I gave to you, and to your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. It's called, the temple's going to be destroyed in not too many, not very short time here, thereafter, in the days of Zedekiah. Now, so God, they were trusting the temple, and they, they refused to repent. They just didn't do it. Now hang on to that part. They don't want to fix it. Year after year, place after they don't want to fix it. So therefore, God's grace and God's mercy, God's honoring his glory and his honor, is going to go and do some wonderful things to help them. And, and, they, and so that God, God, to the people that are with it, they're going to, if they've been watching and they can say, boy, it isn't like it used to be, it isn't like it, whatever, and they, they're concerned. Well, if they're concerned, 
uh, then they ought to pay attention then. Can God still be counted on when everything goes? Uh Uh-huh. Jeremiah, uh, if I can, uh, chapter, oh, chapter 7, and verse 4 we did. Sliding over, if you can, uh, to verse 16, chapter 7 and verse 16. And you will notice, please, Therefore, pray not, pray not for this people, neither lift up up cry nor prayer, the word we're looking at it in Jeremiah 29, prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear, I will not hear thee. So they're told, they're told now, there's no sense, and Jeremiah's there, don't pray, don't pray for these people. Don't pray for this city. Don't pray for this. Don't pray. Don't pray for this city. Now, that's not very good news. Don't pray. Now, and and you'd have the same thing if we took time in chapter 11. Well, do chapter 11, verse 4, chapter 14. Do chapter 14 just to say we did it. Jeremiah chapter 14. And picking up, please... Uh, in verse 11, God says it repeatedly. Then said the Lord unto me, Jeremiah, pray not for this people, for they're good. Don't, don't do it. It's too late to pray, so don't pray. Is God still going to be counted on? They can't pray. They can't pray. Wow. Now, God, there's no sense in praying for the city and for that because the nation isn't going to repent at all. Chapter 29 and uh, verse 12. What are you going to say, God? Well, before I read that, pay attention, if you would, to verse, the little context update, verse 10. Thus saith the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished, at Babylon, 70 years for the, seventh, for the Sabbath, sabbatical year they didn't observe. But thus saith the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and in causing you to return to this place. I want you to, I'm going to have you come back. I'm going to have you come back. I'm going to, you have to go. You have to go. It's, there's no choice. If you don't, if you stay, you're going to die, or have famine or something else, a famine or a slaughtering or whatever. Verse, verse, verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So God, God, you're moving. God's moving forward, and uh, God has a wonderful plan. So even the people aren't, do the people know it? No. The price is all changed. Everything's changed. Uh, but, and it's all having to go where it goes because of their unbelief. They aren't willing to believe. They aren't willing to trust God, look to God, repent. And they've made the temple God's place, their place, a place of uh, defilement, etc. As in the light of Ezekiel. Now, so therefore... Uh, my thoughts to you are very good. So, God, here we are sitting here, and uh, we've traveled down the corridor of time to different, in different ways, different measures, but we're all in the same place. 
at the same time, we all go and pay whatever for the gallon of gasoline, the same price. We all pay the same price for it. Now, God, here we are. Now, now, in the light of that, God, what, are, what we want to look at is, what are we going to do? The world's the same, people the same, Christmas is the same, all things are different. You can't buy the same gifts, you can't buy them anymore. You can't do all of those things. But, but, but people are the same, they think the same. They've adjusted to everything. Everything isn't like it used to be. Uh, family-wise and otherwise, for many, many reasons. Now, so therefore, we come to verse 12. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me. Now, God's thoughts, after 70 years, God's going to go and, and be gracious to them, and, uh, and they're going to be able to be, go back to Jerusalem and uh, rebuild the temple, which is what they want to do. And they're going to be able to do it. And they're going to, as a remnant, a small remnant of them, not a lot of people, are going to go back. Now, in going back, they're going to go, and they're going to look to God and go back and try to do what they can, best they can, as fast as they can. Now, as they go back and move back, to go move forward and pray, they're going to, and the word prayer there is in the reflexive, They are going to look to God. They are going to fall down. God isn't going to have to bump them and and twist their arm and and, uh, hit them with a lightning bolt. They're going to bow down and pray. That's what they're going to do. They're looking to God. They've been 70 years in Babylon, and they're looking for God to deal with their head and to deal with their heart. Not only are they looking for God, they're going to look to God. They themselves are going to do so. But they're going to go and pray and hearken, and, and they're going to pray to God, and God's going to hear them. God said, I'm going to hear you. That doesn't mean God wasn't hearing them. God just said, I'm not going to answer your prayer. So there's no sense in telling me, because it isn't in my will. It isn't the best thing for my glory and honor. I have a wonderful plan for Israel, but Israel just doesn't understand it, and it's going to take human history to outwork itself for me to get to them. In fact, I'm going to have to go through all this age of grace, going to have to go through the tribulation, and then I'm going to be able to do what I meant to do in the beginning. And Israel, for a thousand years, will rightly represent me. But it's going to take all of the history to get there. So be of good cheer. Now, God, so here they are, don't pray for them. But, but, God, you are still God, and you're, you're merciful, as you said in Exodus and Ten Commandments and that, to a thousand generations, a thousand generations, wow, of children, wow. So, God, God, it isn't that you can't be looked to and counted on. On the contrary, you can. So God is reminding them that he'll hear them. When they pray from their heart, they're going to hear them. And Israel was, remember now, having said that, uh, going back now to pick up that a little better, which you're familiar with, over to Deuteronomy and chapter 4. Deuteronomy and chapter 4. And you would recall, 
going back in history, Israel's privileged privileged place in history. Deuteronomy in chapter 4, picking up please, uh, in verse uh, verse 6, just for a little better context. Keep therefore the commandments, uh, the word of God, and do them. But there is, but this is your wisdom and your understanding. What is? To be able to exercise the truth of God's word. This is your exercise, this is your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear these things, hear them, all these statutes, and shall say, Surely uh, this great nation is a wise and understanding people, for what nation is there so great, who hath God so nigh or near unto them, as the Lord your, your God is in all things that we call upon him for? So Israel is what? Given the privilege of his word, and as they would honor his word, God would honor his presence, and whatever, whatever, they, would able, they were able to talk to God, look to God, learn of God, show God, and the world would have to sit there dumbfounded. Now, so God, you started them out with that understanding. I did. Deuteronomy in chapter 4, uh, picking up, if I can, in verse 9. Take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy son's son. Speedily the day that thou stoodest before me, before the Lord, thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me, the people, together, and I will make them hear my words, and they shall learn to fear me all the days of that they may live upon the earth, and that they may reach, and that they may reteach their children. Now, God, they, you you know, you met them at Mount Sinai, and you showed them, and your marvelous, marvelous person, in a most marvelous, marvelous way. And you're going to go, and they needed to go and come to thee, with with all of their heart. So, chapter four, verse thirty-two. In chapter 4 and verse 32, picking up if I can, uh, in what? Ask now for the, of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that God created man upon the earth, and ask from one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been anything as this great thing is, or hath been heard of like it. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard it and lived? Has any group of people ever heard God speak like you guys have? That's awesome. Special. God said to Jeremiah in that day, when you call upon me, I will hear. But back then, when things were right, their heart would be right, and they asked God and talked to God and had a marvelous relationship, and all the nations would have to sit, because all of the idolatry and all of the idols and all of the religious ritual and rigors, what good is it? It's only an exercise for us humans. It doesn't bring us to God. We don't know God. We don't understand God. And we're only confusing 
and keeping our mind and heart from ever knowing God by way of our religiousness. We never know God. So now, having said that little bit, God, they had heard God in a most awesome way. Verse 36, Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee. And upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. Verse 37, And because he loved thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, therefore he chose, chose their seed after them, and brought thee out, in his sight with a mighty power by his with his mighty power out of Egypt to drive out nations from before thee greater and mightier than thou art to bring thee in to give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day so God you were doing an awesome thing for them absolutely over if you would to chapter 5 and pick up that little word that you remember here's the same repetition of wonderful words that they heard God, understood God, and etc. But, and then we have the explanation of what God was trying to help them understand. They didn't have a heart, and therefore, chapter 5, verse 29, you'll recall, oh, that there was such an heart in them that they would hear me and keep my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. And uh, there wasn't a heart in them. That was the trouble. No heart in them. So now, having said that little bit, and remember now, so here we are, here's the tabernacle, and they have not enjoyed uh, the benefits and the beauty or the wonderment of God in it. They have removed God by way of their unbelief and their, their corruption. They've taken God out of the picture, and they've got a building and that's all they have. They have a Christmas season. They have more, but they don't have anything that's the same as it used to be. It's all gone, and 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 it, it just and just a short while, it's all going to go completely. But they are not thinking about that. So now, having said that, over if you would please in your Bible to Psalm eighty-one. Psalm 81, if I may. These are psalms that were used in the feast and festivals that they had. And you will note, please, in Psalm 81, uh, in that, picking up, please, uh, in, oh, you'll catch it, the flavor of it, in verse, the little word, here, to hear, Remember now, uh, they, I will hear your prayer. I will hear your prayer. When you pray, when you bow down and come to me and bow down, I'm going to hear your prayer. And we shared that, in it, we shared that without reading it in 1 Kings chapter 8, etc. Where God, is, it's all about what? When they get scattered all over the place, like they are today and were back then, uh, that any one of them, any one of them could turn to God, uh, look to Jerusalem, and God would honor as they looked to God, to pray to God, remembering remembering God's wonderful purpose and plan for Israel, for Jerusalem, to bear testimony to the nations of the world, and God would honor it. Now, here we are, Psalm 81, 
Hear, O my people, and I will testify unto thee, O Israel. If thou wilt hearken unto me, and there's the verb again, hear, pay attention, a command, O my people, and I will testify unto thee, O Israel, if thou wilt hearken unto me. Now, now, now God, God, verse 9, there shall no strange God be in thee, neither shall thou worship any strange God. To get, make sure there's no idolatry at all, make sure that's all missing. And when you do that, and you look to me, I will hearken unto you. And verse 10, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And God did that in a very dramatic way, speaking, having a wonderful, they could hear God. God said he'd hear, and he did hear. If they, but they didn't want to hear God. Verse 10 again, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I'll fill it. We share that together. Just think of little birds in a nest, if you would, and, uh, and uh, animals, little babies, and the mother bird or whatever comes along and uh, feeds them. And all they had to do was to open their mouth wide, because they couldn't do anything. They just have life, but they can't sustain life. No, no, without the mother coming and feeding them, they'd die. So they had to open their mouth wide, and all they did is receive it. They received what the mother bird gave. Now, how was Israel? God's, Israel is what? Is dependent totally upon God. Otherwise, they'd be just like the other nations, which they wanted to be like. Now, so here they are looking. They're going to be just like, God, uh, they, just like the nations. But... But when they looked to God and paid attention, uh, God would hear their prayer. God knew they were hungry, etc., etc., and he would answer that. And all they had to do was open their mouth and receive it. That's all. Hang on to that. Now, so then verse 11. But my people would not hearken. There's your verb here. My people would not hearken to my voice, and Israel (coughs) would none of me. They didn't want anything to do with me. All they had to do, they didn't want anything to do. That's what they said in Deuteronomy chapter 5. They pushed God away and, and never got that close again. Now, except under Joshua in those seven years. Now, verse 12. So I gave them up unto their own heart's lust, and they walked in their own counsels, and they did what they did, and they kept on right on going all the way to the destruction of Jerusalem, the temple by Nebuchadnezzar. Verse 13, Oh, said God, that my people had hearkened, there's your little word here, again, I will hear them, uh, Jeremiah 29, Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. I should have subdued their enemies and, and turned my hand against their adversaries. Their, the haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto them, but their time should have that their time, but their time should endure it forever. That Israel would have been honored, but, verse 16, they didn't hear. Verse 16, I would have fed them with the, also the finest of the wheat and with honey out of the rock, should I have satisfied thee. I would have done. You could have had a wonderful, wonderful relationship to me, but you didn't have it. You chose not to. Therefore, 
Pray not for this people in that city, in that place. If they stay there, don't bother. They're condemning themselves by disobeying me and not going to Babylon. So now, here they are in that place, and uh, here they are today. So now my question is, God, is God acceptable? Absolutely, God can get to them. They aren't in the land. They aren't in the place where they should be and will be. But can God get to them? He could. Is he going to get to the nation? Uh, No. Could he? Yes. Will he? Will he be able to? No. Because what is Israel going to do? They're going to make a treaty with the Antichrist. They aren't going to go and look to God. When the pressure gets squashy, squashy, power, power, enclosed, and things get rougher and tougher, they're going to have to look to, they aren't going to look to God. That doesn't mean a Jew can't get saved or a Gentile. It just means they aren't going to look to God. So now, having said that, and here's open your mouth wide and I'll fill it. Uh, But they aren't doing that at all. They aren't doing that. So now, would you look with me in the light of all of that? Uh, Over first, uh, oh, we'll do it. Uh, uh, Isaiah. Isaiah and chapter 6. And Isaiah, looking at the ten tribes in the north and the two tribes in the south, and looking to the future, Isaiah chapter 6. Remember now, this is where Isaiah gets his commission. And you'll recall, as you're familiar with verse 8, 6 and 8, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And then said I, dear Isaiah, here am I, send me. And he said, and God took him up in it. He was ready. And he said, go and tell this people, hear, there's your little word, hear ye indeed. They're going to hear, but understand not. See ye indeed, but perceive not. Your heart, your heart is hard and hardening. And you're going to go, how far are you going to go? A, you're going to go and crucify Christ coming up. B, B, you're going to go and make a treaty with the Antichrist. Your heart isn't there. And the mood of the people changing, everything, but we stay the same. We adjust to the new conditions. So now, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10. Take, make, take the heart of this people, make the heart of this people fat, make their ears heavy, shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and convert and be healed. Now God, Jeremiah said, boy, that's not a very good ministry. That's a tough one. Verse 11. Then said I, Lord, how long? How long am I going to have to do this? Well, he's going to do it 40 years. And he answered, until the voice, until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. I'm going to, you're going to keep doing this until I destroy that city and scatter the people. That's what I'm going to do. And that's your job. That's your ministry. You bring that out to them. So that they're going to hear, they're going to try to say, we're in the temple, we have this, we have that. But they have nothing. And you know that's true today. If you went to the 
average synagogue or the sinner, whatever, rabbi, and what are they going to do? What are they going to tell you? And they're like the priest over here at St. Pius one day said, uh, you don't believe Adam and Eve were real people, do you? You don't believe they were real people. They were not real people. A rabbi might say, they are not real people. Oh, no, no, no. Hmm. Hang on to that. Have you got that part? Now, God, what about us? Here we are. So, therefore, over in your Bible, if you would, what are we going to do? Hebrews chapter 4. Now, God, any time, anyone, anywhere, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10. That's right. Anyone, anywhere, anywhere in the world, in the sewer, on the mountaintop, in a spaceship. You look to God, you're going to find God. Uh, God said, I'm there. If you seek me with all your heart, you're going to find me. That's what you're going to do. Now, having said that little bit and keeping that in mind, over to Hebrews. And what, what is our assignment that we're flunking with, generally speaking, the church in this age of Laodicea. What are we flunking with? Well, Israel is scattered, and if they turn to God, they get saved. They rejected Christ, crucified him, and, and they're going to make another treaty with the Antichrist. But they, aren't, they could get saved, the same as we, any Gentile, a Jew, can get saved. Now, God, what are we supposed to be doing? We're to be an example to be an encouragement and to be an exercise for Jew and Gentile that you can cut to God. You can get to God. God, God, where are you? Pray, pray, pray to God for a crisis, for something of some kind and persons, places, sickness, disease, heartache, headache. Pray to God. Where is God? Ah. Will God hear us? Will he hear us? Ah, that's where you come in. Because you've received the Lord as your Savior. And what is he going to do? Hebrews 4, you are able to demonstrate in your heart, like we are here and now, to be reminded. Hebrews chapter 4, picking up please, in verse 14, seeing then we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our profession. Why? For, verse 15, we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities and our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted, tested, proven, like as we are, yet without sin. He went through everything and anything a human being could ever do. He never failed. He never, never missed. He was able to look to God perfectly in every human event, aspect, condition, circumstance. No question. So, here we are and, uh, in verse, verse uh, 16. Let us therefore come boldly, bold, free, fear, Fearless, frank, let us come boldly unto the throne of grace, 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God, so that we're able to come and we talk to God. Can I, do I have to listen? To, do I have to hear God say, God said, I'll hear you. God hears us. And we're to come boldly. We're to come boldly. The world looks, how do we get to God? That's part of the problems of being a Christian, isn't it? They look to you, and they don't mind your prayers, the prayers. They, know they want that. They want your prayers because they don't have a connection. I have a couple of places where I have to go. Things end in the process. They say it's your job to get to God for us. We don't know God. We can't get to God. I'm just me. So we're example, understand? Can't get to God. But then when you talk about God, getting to God, and God's in you, oh, that even blows it all away, doesn't it? It blows them all away. How far did you have to go to get to God? No, it didn't. I didn't have to go anywhere. I'm in his presence. He's in mine. I'm in his. Wow. Now that God, what are we showing? We're supposed to be showing the world the world, the Jews. God said it. Wherever you go, and, and hear my voice, and 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 seek me, and pray, and and I'm, I'll hear you. You in my name. You're going to pray. I'll hear you. Oh, no. Yeah, we're, we're examples of it. We're showing it. That's our job. Wow. Here we are, Christmas. Another old Christmas, and they're all the same. Everything's not the same. No, they aren't the same. Uh, Things change, conditions change, the character of the world changes, the flesh is the same, and God allows it what? God allows it to go uphill? Law of thermodynamics, downhill. And all of history, read it again, is downhill. Downhill. Not up. So now, having that in your head and your heart, if you would pray, come boldly to the throne of grace to find mercy and grace. In closing, now put the put the uh, something on the top. <laughs> John chapter fourteen. You remember in our study of John, God's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, God, just think of what we just tried to say and do. So try to understand it, what your function is to get to God. You're able to get to God. If you're saved, can't you talk to God? Any one of us in, in, in prayer time, we could all pray. We can all, it doesn't lend itself to that for a number of reasons. Uh, but, but we're all together looking with our head and heart, on this, trying to be on the same page, understand something in what it says, and amening it, and that uh, heart... And, and we're looking to God, and that's what God's looking for. I don't even have to open my mouth, neither do you. God, you're looking for that. Uh-huh, that's what he's looking for. In our heart, prayer. Pray without what? Without ceasing. Don't let your prayer be interrupted in any way. Your relationship. Don't stop breathing. Don't stop believing. Just keep going. Just keep going. Uh-huh. So now, chapter 14, put that together. What did you, t- what 
commission did you give us? Isaiah had an awesome, con- he had to tell the people uh, that uh, they would do what they do religiously and consistently and always be missing out. What is our job? To show them, to be a testimony of God's grace and mercy. Verse, verse 12, 14, 12, you know it, awesome. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall these do, shall they do also, and greater works shall they do, do, shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified. Why are you going to do it? Are you going to, remember the John chapter 20, uh, Jeremiah 29 and verse 12? I will hear them when they pray. I will hear them. Okay, verse 13, you ask in my name, and I will do it. Am I going to hear your prayer? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's what I'm going to do. You pray in my name for my will, my glory, I'll do it. I'll hear your prayer. And the world has to look. And that's why we have that privileged place of talking to God and looking to God for answers and God's wonderful prayer. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, God, you're going to hear it? Uh-huh, I will do it. I will do it. That's awesome. Awesome. A relationship where we're trusting God for the outworking of his wonderful will for his honor and glory. That's what we're looking for. And that's our assignment, among other things, is to be a witness to that, record of that. Now, the world... Jews, all they had to do was call upon, look to God, and bow down and pray to God, and God would hear them, but they don't want to do it. And Gentiles could get saved, but they don't want to get saved. Uh, So believers are to be a testimony in these days. Not much of one, because that's what's going to happen. The conditions and the character eat away at us. And we tend to stay the same. We don't pay attention that things aren't the same anymore. Sex isn't the same. Marriage isn't the same. Government isn't the same. All kinds of things are not the same in your world. The price of bananas isn't the same. Is anyone paying attention? Why is it going where it's going? It isn't going uphill. The economy, the world conditions, uh, the making a dollar so you don't need money anymore. You just need a mark to belong to the system. Anyway, I've got to quit. I hope you got a little bit. <laughs>